Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany, and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Samuel Ong has supported independent tech news directly for five years. Be like Samuel. Become a DTNS member at patreon.com slash DTNS. This is the Daily Tech News for Monday, March 4th, 2019 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. And I'm the show's producer, Roger Chang. We have got a cornucopia of technology news for you today, uh, from lawsuits to security problems to security good news to cooking. It's all here. Let's start with a few tech things you should know. Facebook has made its dark mode official for iOS and Android, somewhat weirdly enabled by sending the crescent moon emoji in an existing chat thread or new message. Last month, Messenger also introduced the option to unsend messages during a 10-minute window. So it's a it's a whole new ballgame. Sources tell the New York Times that Huawei is preparing to sue the United States government for banning government agencies from using its products. The lawsuit would reportedly be filed in the Eastern District of Texas and seek to challenge a provision in the Defense Spending Authorization Law passed in August that blocks executive agencies from using telecom equipment made by Huawei as well as ZTE. Huawei CFO Meng Wanzhou has also filed a a complaint with the Supreme Court of British Columbia. The Canadian police and border agents are are accused of illegally searching her before her arrest. Her extradition uh, is still being processed in Canada. Do you have Outlook for iOS? Well, Jeffrey Cox, the MP for Torridge and West Devon, that's in the UK, says that his solution to Brexit is a somewhat head-scratching but unambiguous call to action Get Outlook for iOS. This is something that he tweeted, which has led many to wonder, what in the heck? You got to watch when you cut and paste those tweets out of email, don't you? That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, over the weekend, Tesla CEO Elon Musk tweeted, without saying get Outlook for iOS, uh, that the company would unveil the Model Y SUV at an event on March 14th in Los Angeles. The Model Y will be built on the existing Model 3 platform, and according to Musk, the Model Y will be about 10% bigger than the Model 3 and cost about 10% more, have less range for the same battery capacity. But hey, if that's what you want, you're going to get a chance at it. All right. Let's talk a little more about Facebook. It's not even news, but come on, Facebook. Yeah, a little bit of an update here. Remember last year when Facebook admitted that it was targeting ads based on the phone numbers that people had added to their accounts for two-factor authentication? Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. Well, one aspect of that behavior is getting some widespread attention after Jeremy Burge of Emojipedia pointed out that anybody who knows your phone number, or at least can guess your phone number, can then look you up on Facebook whether you keep your phone number hidden or not. So it's not exactly like 
a search. It happens when you do things like upload a contact list, maybe something from your phone, for example, or something that you bought from a data broker, for (laughs) example. The best you can do as a user is limit this lookup to your friends, but there's no way to shut it off completely, at least not at this time. Facebook users can also use authenticators like Authy instead of text messages, which is a more secure method anyway, and just not give Facebook their phone number at all. Yeah, uh, I'm of two minds about this. Uh, On the one hand, reasonably, the fact that you can restrict it to friends means essentially only people who would likely only already know your phone number could then look you up by your phone number. And so it's not it's not that bad. Uh, although it does, yeah, default- it's not as if like guessing phone numbers is yeah. some like widespread problem. Well, that we're and all if you're limiting with, it to really. friends, it's somebody like, well, I, I decided to connect with this person on Facebook anyway. Right. Um, it, it does default to everyone though. So that's, that's, you know, unfortunate. It shouldn't default to everyone. And the fact that they work so hard to get you to give them their phone number in order to set up two-factor authentication, especially before they had the authenticator option, uh, means that a lot of people thought, well, I, I'm, I don't want to give Facebook my phone number, but I will give it to them uh, for authentication. And we talked about that when this story first arose over the targeting of ads. Facebook mm-hmm. is not really denying this, saying, yeah, this is this is to make it easy to, to look up your phone. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well-lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Friends, and it doesn't seem like they're going to do anything about it. I so on the one hand I'm like it really isn't as bad as some people are are shouting but on the other hand if you are asking me to give a phone number as a security measure you should provide an option by which that is the only thing that will be used for uh and and it is unconscionable yeah. to me that Facebook isn't acknowledging that I think it's surprising that they're not acknowledging that and saying yes we will we will give you a chance to say nobody gets to access my phone number it's only for security that that is absolutely the way it should work I agree. I also think that, uh, and I have uh, many friends who are wonderful people who don't really understand the inner workings of Facebook. And I've heard time and time again, well, why would they want my phone number? Something, something bad is going on here. So there's a lot of FUD that ends up 
uh, being uh, a drummed up when when stories like this uh, arise, even though there's a little bit more to it than, you know, Facebook is not just, you know, farming out your phone number to everybody. Well, and that's a really good reason why they shouldn't be using this for anything else, because people are already suspicious and mm-hmm. and while granted, I think everybody should be using some sort of second factor authentication like Authy or Google Authenticator or even uh, some kind of YubiKey or something. If you can get someone to at least use second factor authenticator with, with the phone number and text message, that's better than not having it. Uh, right. But if some people are like, you know what, I'm not doing the second factor authentication at all because those Authy things I don't understand and I don't want to give Facebook my phone number. I read this story that people can look me up by my phone number if I do that. Well, yeah, yeah. you can't Data brokerages. That. Yeah, you don't want you don't want to tell people, well, I guess that's kind of true. You want to be able to say, no, there is an option where you can turn that off to convince people. Yeah. This this makes people let, trust Facebook less. And if they don't want to quit Facebook, act less secure on Facebook. And that's just bad. Don't do that. Here, here. <laughs> Don't do that. Facebook is my ti- suggested <laughs> title for this show. All right. Uh, last week, another don't do that. The USB implementers forum or the USB IF uh, made a hash again of USB 3.2 uh, by essentially letting it mean three different speeds. We talked about it on the show last week. Uh, the short version is if you want the fastest USB cable, you'd need USB 3.2 Gen 2X2. <laughs> Even though there's also a Gen 2. It's just the worst. Uh, Anyway, hopefully (laughs) they will not repeat this with USB 4 uh, because the good news about USB 4 is that Intel uh, made Thunderbolt 3 royalty-free. They've been trying to get uh, people to adopt Thunderbolt 3, and part of the reason of making it royalty-free was encourage that adoption. And the USB Implementers Forum is making it the basis for the USB 4 spec. Uh, so USB 4, just like Thunderbolt 3, will go to 40 gigabytes per second. That's up from 20 and allow multiple data and display protocols simultaneously. Uh, the full USB 4 spec should arrive in the second half of this year with USB 4 devices coming about a year and a half after that. Uh, so it's going to be a while before you get these, but they'll all be USB-C. They'll all be super fast. And the USB Implementers Forum is going to try to get manufacturers to include all all the spec options, audio, data, security, et cetera, in every port so that you don't have to guess which cable does what uh, when you're when you're plugging in your USB-C, which is one of the big complaints about USB-C under the USB 3.0 standards. So whether they can get manufacturers to do that or not is a whole different conversation, I suppose. But things are looking better for USB 4.0 at least. Well, I've got a um, a big box in my closet right over here with a lot of uh, USB who knows uh, cables. So <laughs> I hope that uh, they're backwards compatible. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> you maybe just responsibly recycle them and buy all new cables. I mean, <laughs> Probably, you're yeah. going to have to declare cable bankruptcy uh, at some point with this stuff, I think, because the old USB-C cables for USB 3.0 are a mess. And USB 4 may not be better. I'm saying I hope it's better because they're yeah. asking manufacturers to provide all of all of the parts of USB 4 if they want to get certified as USB 4. But a lot of companies will still be able to implement the standard without certification and they won't care. So uh, I'm not 100% hopeful. But Roger, I know you were saying some, some things about USB in our prep meeting. Uh, uh, I was going to say that I think this sounds pretty awesome. One, it hopefully eliminates a lot of the confusion around the cabling. But uh, I really hope this gives a shot in the arm with um, uh, accessory manufacturers who make Thunderbolt accessories currently 
And anyone who's tried to buy one knows that they are eye-wateringly expensive. And uh, I'm hoping this will make it broad enough or, or uh, enough manufacturers that it lowers the price so you can buy a dock that isn't 200 bucks, but instead like 100 Yeah. The World Wide Web Consortium approved the Web Authentication API, known as WebAuthn, as its official web standard for passwordless logins, which allows users to use biometrics or mobile devices and FIDO keys to log in instead of a password. WebAuthn already has support from Windows 10 and Android, as well as Google Chrome, Mozilla's Firefox, Safari, and Microsoft Edge browsers. WebAuthn is a core component of the FIDO2 standard that supports public key cryptography and multi-factor authentication. With FIDO2, login credentials don't leave a user's device. They're always there. They're not stored on servers, eliminating most forms of data breaches and phishing scandal vulnerabilities. FIDO keys are unique for each site, so they can't be used to track users either. Yeah, this is this is a really good thing. Uh, and and if you don't know about FIDO and you're like, wait, how can that work? Uh, definitely check out Security Now with Steve Gibson uh, or uh, or the uh, the NoSillaCast podcast with Bart Bouchot's uh, security updates with Allison Sheridan. Uh, there's some great explanations of how FIDO works. It's basically public key cryptography, the same way that you can sign an email with your private key in a way that someone who has your public key can verify it's you. Uh, the simple version is websites will be able to do that too. Say, oh, that's actually Sarah because it's signed with her private key, we don't know what the private key is. That's why it doesn't leave the device. And it means that you don't have to remember a password. Uh, you will be able to have secure universal second factor authentication on the device that you're using. You can use it with multiple devices. You can use it with YubiKey. This is a very well vetted system. I know some of you may have questions like, wait, does it really work that way? Or what are the vulnerabilities? Uh, not that anything is vulnerability free ever. This is a pretty well hardened system. And if you can get companies to adopt it, uh, it will make the world more secure and it'll make it easier for you to stay secure. And the whole second factor dance that we're talking about with Facebook earlier won't matter uh, because you'll have a much more secure, easier to use system here. Yeah, I mean, I, I know it's 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 more complex than just being like, yay, a world without passwords. But I, I feel like we are moving towards a world without passwords because uh, even though there are there are great systems like One Password or LastPass uh, that 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 attempt to make your life easier by uh, eliminating you from having to remember things like this, they it, it just isn't it isn't a secure system um, and, and not as secure as it could be when when we have alternatives like this. And the thing about Fido that makes me so excited is you have Google, Mozilla, Apple, Microsoft. All already on yeah, board like, with their Yeah, browsers, like this right? is not some sort of yeah. like open source. No one's heard of it. Mm, is it really going to work? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, is it is it is it going to work with my life? It's 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 widely regarded as 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 the right call and an official standard now. That this is not new that it's been implemented, but now that it's part of the W three C standard, that's going to make a lot more people willing to jump on board, which is good. Uh, the New York Post has an article reviving the story we talked about last year that Apple and Tim Cook in particular are heavily involved in the content direction of Apple's original television shows. The Post reports the same stories we heard before. Apple wanting nicer, family-friendly storylines, uh, creators getting frustrated. If nothing else, 
it means that the situation hasn't changed since we talked about it last time. Uh, and uh, the New York Post article points out that that may be the cause of delays. If you've been wondering, where is Apple's television service? Why haven't we heard about it? Uh, when is it going to finally get announced? Is it going to be at WWDC? Why didn't we hear about it earlier this year? Maybe that's why. Uh, is they're, they're just taking too long to get it into shape in a way that Tim Cook and the other Apple executives approve of, which is typical for Apple's hardware approach. I don't know if that works well on content, though. You know, it's funny. When Steve Jobs was still uh, at the helm and Tim Cook was uh, was certainly a right-hand man and was was heavily known within the company as as being the 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 hardware guy, uh, the, the, uh, the guy, who, guy particularly. yeah, who understood, yeah, how, how concept came to, came to, you know, the consumers and, and what had to go into that for it to be sort of like Tim Cook in particular is very heavily involved in the content direction of, you know, the original TV shows. It's like, well, duh. I mean, he's the CEO, but it also makes me wonder how much, his role has changed within the company because the company itself is in a little bit of a, I don't want to say an identity crisis, but, uh, but, but Apple is needing to evolve uh, because of the, the market and the market that they're in. And the fact that what Tim Cook may have been really, really good at all of this time is not necessarily what Apple needs anymore. Yeah, I saw an article noting that the number of vacancies for service-oriented positions at Apple now outnumbers the number of vacancies for hardware positions at Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you say, it's it's a whole new ballgame for them. It is. A security researcher with Google's Project Zero discovered a flaw in the Mac OS XNU kernel. The flaw exploits the kernel's copy-on-write behavior, which allows for malicious changes to user-mounted file systems without the virtual management subsystem realizing that it's happening, and therefore without the user knowing either. The researcher informed Apple of the flaw back in November of 2018 and published it as a high-severity bug well after the project's usual 90-day deadlines. Apple's currently working with Project Zero on a future patch to fix the issue. It's a sophisticated uh, vulnerability. Um, Most people are not going to run into it, although as with all vulnerabilities, you should be careful what you install, what websites you visit, etc., etc. But uh, it's it's a bad bug, and the significance here is that they gave Apple 90 days. They gave more than 90 days, uh, and Apple still hasn't patched it. So it's important. This I agree with the way Project Zero does this to say, like, we'll give you a chance to fix it, but at a certain point, if we know about it, 90 days later, it gets more and more likely that somebody else may figure it out too. So we need to let people know so they can mitigate against it and be aware. So this is this is what's happening here is to know like, hey, uh, it, it, most people are probably not going to worry about this in their day-to-day life. But if you're involved in highly secure situations, you should look into this and, and figure out how to make sure you don't run afoul of it. Yeah, that that was going to be my my. My my question really is when one of my aunts, who's a wonderful person, but listens to our show and doesn't understand stories like this necessarily, calls me later today and says, oh, no, what should I not use anymore? Then it, 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 it's, the general public should not panic. No, it's, just, it's, it's normal best practices. Don't install yeah. software that you don't know. Don't click on links unless you're absolutely sure they're going to someplace that you, you should. Make sure you have HTTPS. Uh, links when you're entering any kind of information, et cetera, et cetera. All of those normal secure practices are what are going to protect you from this. And this is a much more sophisticated attack. So it's unlikely there's a lot of in the wild exploitation of it right now anyway. But the longer time goes on, the more likely it gets. 
Uh, finally, Fast Company's Mark Wilson has an interesting write-up about the advent of induction burners starting to replace traditional stoves more and more. Uh, he notes that the avant-garde restaurant in Chicago, Alinea, mostly has just long rows of steel tables in its kitchens now, and chefs just grab an induction burner when they need it to cook something. Uh, induction burners, if you don't know, generate no ambient heat. They use oscillating magnetic fields to generate an alternating electrical current uh, in the pot or pan. The resistance to that current in the actual pot causes the heating, uh, which means the element never gets hot. Uh, so it's a little safer. It's a little more efficient. Your pots have to be iron or some kinds of stainless steel for this to work, and they can't be too thin either. Uh, but it's very convenient, very power efficient, and safer. Wilson reports on a concept from product design studio Adriano Design for appliance manufacturer Fabita called Ordine. The idea is to put two induction burners hanging on your wall in a way that looks really cool. It looks really nice. It's well-designed. And then you'd just be able to pull it down to the countertop. It's already plugged in. You don't have to go fishing around for cables. And uh, just start using it when you need it. You don't take up a big area of your kitchen with a big old stove. Uh, you've got a nice, safe, and, 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 and highly usable induction heater up there on the wall for you. Frees up some counter space. Now, modular cooking, uh, like Instant Pots, uh, isn't new, but the design looks good here, and it improves the user experience, and it's part of Fabita's move to take advantage of design to launch its own brand of kitchen tech. I think this is interesting because we tend to say, well, what's new? Induction heaters have been around forever. I could always stick this up on my wall, except you didn't. Or, you know, or maybe you didn't do it in a nice, as nice a way as this. This could popularize good design is the kind of thing that can popularize good technology well and when you uh, i've lived in apartments for so long that it's like everything's very small and the idea of having extra space in your kitchen is really great not everybody needs this necessarily roger i know that you know you grew up in 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 in, in kitchens and, and restaurants does this seem like something that that is the right move if the food is going to be um, so. I mean, the same way, yeah. Um, for 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 many restaurants, um, induction cooking is a positive step because it allows you to get a couple more burners without necessarily clearing out a giant, you know, section for a new uh, stove. There are certain situations you still want a stove because you need the oven portion of it to uh, finish cooking, whether it's searing a steak and you just bake the rest of it when it's done or a broiler or anything like that. But it does allow you a lot more flexibility, which is key. Like if anyone's if, – if you know what a household stove looks like, just imagine one that's you know, like three times as heavy and a right. lot bigger. Uh, it tends to occupy a lot of space. And it does, you know, once it's there and you're not using it, it still occupies the space. With this, you can kind of slide things in and out. What I really see this as uh, valuable is for people who rent and move a lot. Like there was a period in my life, about five years, where I lived in a, <laughs> where I lived in a, a, a sublet that had a, that had a sink had a shower, but no stove, no kitchen, right? So to cook anything, I used my rice cooker, microwave, toaster oven, hot plate. This would would have been a, a, a huge benefit. A lifesaver, yeah. I mean, just put it I'll, next to well, a... Well, though, this, this design wouldn't have worked for you there because this well, design no. is mounted into the wall with the electricity... Uh, you would, they would need to create a more portable version of this for that situation. 
Well, what they could do essentially is when they build rental units, you could just kind of just, put this in the like, this wall. Would be a you cheaper don't... thing to build in than a stove. Yeah. Well, huh. a stove, especially since you're not if if you if you live in an apartment complex where you have a shared water heater, you don't need to run individual gas lines into all the houses at that point, unless they use you know. Well, they use electric uh, stoves prefer- in places like that. Um, but I mean, it does cut down on the cost because now you don't need to make a new stove. But I actually, it's it's. If you have kids too, I mean, you have the whole thing of uh, lower fire danger. Plus, you can clean the dang thing, right? <laughs> if you ever ever tried to clean your stove, right. there's giant gaps where the burner sits, and then everything else sits. You got to lift it up, got to suck it out. It's, you got. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just my very least gross. favorite thing to clean. Although <laughs> all the advantages you're describing here already exist for inductive burners that you can buy right now. You don't need this new design to take advantage of those no, particular. You, you, but the the inductive. The way inductive does allows for that kind of design to exist in the first place. Yeah, right. You couldn't. Do, you could maybe try to jury rig something with a gas gas burner or something that burns on propane or, or butane, but um, definitely not as elegant or as uh, simple. No, I mean, I I think a lot of people don't realize inductive burners are an option. Uh, you know, it's better than just a, a good old fashioned hot plate. Uh, so that that alone is, makes it worth talking about. So people are like, hey, I, I could go buy one of these right now. But then when you add this design that says let's let's popularize it, let's make it yeah. so that it's a a functional part of a of a high end kitchen that could also work for medium and low end kitchens as well. And it's and it's a real option. I mean, unlike an electric range top, you can control the temperature. That's literally next to impossible with an electric range. You ever turn it's either hot or it's off. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that's one of the, the advantages of gas usually is you have a little more control, but with induction, you have more control too. Sure. And and I think that uh, when we talk about these stories, when you hear of very high-end restaurants adopting a model, you're like, okay, I mean, this is like, you know, a world-class restaurant. They're not, they're not going to do something that's just cost-saving that ruins the food. It's it's actually not at the expense of the food. Yeah. The food is primary in a place like Alinea, uh, which I will likely never be able to eat at. <laughs> But no, uh, French Laundry did this too. They they went to inductive. Uh, also, probably will never eat a French Laundry. Uh, folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, be sure to subscribe to DailyTechHeadlines.com. Also, thanks to everybody who participates participates in our subreddit. I don't know what happened there. Submit stories and vote on others at DailyTechNewsShow.reddit.com. Also, we're on Facebook, Facebook.com slash groups slash News. Show participate right. is when you submit to the subreddit by participating. It's all right. of those words in one. <laughs> right, and there's another subreddit for that as well. <laughs> if you're planning to travel to Europe in 2021 or later, well, guess what? Amateur traveler Chris Christensen has an important info for you. This is Chris Christensen from Amateur Traveler with another Tech in Travel Minute. If you have plans to travel to Europe, not this year and not next year, but the year after in 2021, you should know that the Schengen countries, this is 26 different countries in Western Europe, most of Western Europe, are going to start requiring an e-visa. This is something that you're going to be able to get through a website or through an app, and it's only going to cost about €7, but you're going to need a visa. And that is something that many people do not need when they're coming from countries like Canada and the U.S. and Australia right now, but you will in 2021.
So just a heads up, I'm Chris Christensen from Amateur Traveler. Yeah, I did the e-visa thing for my trip to Australia last year for my nephew's wedding. It was super simple uh, because you just do it online and then you get the email saying you did it. And then when you show up and show your passport, it's all there. You don't have to prove anything or anything. So that's that's actually a good way to do it. I'm glad if they're going to do it, that's the way they're doing it. All right, let's check out the mailbag. Let's do it. This one comes from Warren. This was in response to our conversation about the idea of Amazon launching its own store, a basic store of sorts. Warren says, let me start by giving you some background. I live in rural Arkansas. My work takes me all over the east side of the state. What I notice here is that almost every small town has one common thing, and that's the dollar store, usually Dollar General. In the last few years, they have most upgraded to having a frozen section and offer things like milk, etc. at this point. They're not great, but provides items for small populations in a local setting where they might not even have another supermarket for a 20-mile radius even more. I see these and I think about Amazon. I could easily see Amazon making a move on stores like this and fill them with the Amazon basic items, etc. The opportunity to have a very small distribution center in every small town, plus the logistical giant of Amazon, could make their deliveries even fast and easier for these basic items. Yeah, and what we were talking about last week was Amazon doing a grocery store, like a, a low-cost grocery store, which is not exactly the same as a Dollar General. We had a P.N. Hirsch that became a Dollar General in Greenville when I was growing up. Uh, and Dollar General is a little more more general, if you will. Uh, but an Amazon basic store that competed with that could certainly be a next step after these grocery stores, for sure. I could absolutely well, you know, see that. And before the show, we you know you said, oh, Dollar General, yeah, we had one of those. And I, I, I don't know Dollar General, but I know what a 99 cent store is in theory, in concept. There's one right down the street yeah, for me. They're kind they don't of- have a lot of groceries there, but I can see where it's like... Yeah. It's the same idea. The Dollar General store always felt like a, a, a mini department store to me versus the 99 cent stores feel like a little more more jumbled here. The ones that I've okay. run into, uh-huh. um, you know, the Dollar okay, General, so they're, not, they're not exactly the same. They're like mini Walmarts kind of. Uh, they, oh, okay. they used to be more of a dollar store. And as time went on, they yeah, had a lot of stuff that's more than a dollar. We used to get our shoes there at the Dollar General. Uh, Then with Tim wrote in and said, Hey, Tom, Sarah, and Roger, a friend and I were having a discussion about the not-so-obvious most influential tech inventions currently in use. We came up with drones, LEDs, and high-towered Bluetooth. I recently read a news article about the tornadoes in Alabama and gave an impressed head nod that drones were flying overhead equipped with heat-seeking devices that had scanned the area for survivors. What tech would you all argue for as being not so obvious, but very influential? Uh, I love this idea, Tim. So folks, send us an email, uh, feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. Well, thanks to everybody who supports the show. Tom, we have a goal each month. What we is do. That goal? Our goal each month is to get one more patron than last month. We got exactly that. Thank you. Uh, in February, we got one more patron than we had in January. Uh, and so we're always looking for ways to make that happen each month. Uh, become a DTNS member. You get an ad-free RSS feed. Uh, you get special episodes from myself about how I think about technology, how we do the show. Uh, you get a column from Roger. You're getting some product uh, stuff that, that Sarah's doing is coming down the pike as well. It's all available at patreon.com slash DTNS. And for one more month, we're running a special deal with Patreon that if you keep your tier for three months, you will get a special mug 
or poster with Len Peralta's Daily Tech News Show five-year anniversary art on it. Uh, you have to be at the top two levels of Patreon. So go check that out, patreon.com slash DTNS slash merch. If you have feedback for us, well, we've got good news because we have an email address and we'd love you to write us. Feedback at DailyTechNewsShow.com. If you'd like to join us live, well, we'd love that too. We're live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2130 UTC. And you can find out more at DailyTechNewsShow.com slash live. See you tomorrow. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at FrogPants.com. <laughs> Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.